Yo, yo, yo. It's episode 53 of the Game Time Show, bro. I'm Keith. What up? I'm Steve. And I'm Sweeney. We'll be your bros for the evening. We've got a special episode today. 53. 53. Ah, Everyone knows on episode 53, you do a Game of the Year episode. Because it's, you know, 52 weeks in a year and we're a weekly podcast and obviously it's been a full year since we started. Mm Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So on the 53rd episode... (laughs) You run down that year's games and you decide what's your website's top 10 games of the year. Top 10. These also happen to be our bottom 10 games of the year in that they're the only 10 games that at least two people sitting at this table played. Exactly. Yeah, we so we excluded any game that was just had one person. So no one could overrate or underrate yeah. any, mm-hmm. anything too much. You know, it's a, a system of checks and balances, really. Yeah, and, and there's an argument to say that uh, if only one of us played it, then, you know, it really didn't do enough to, you know. Yeah, how good can it be? Yeah, but if two of us played it, yeah, like, that, that's a big the deal. eight contributors, that's, like, yeah, come on. Come on. I, that's I a big enough sample size. Any game that at least two of us played must have been pretty good. Must have been. Pretty, pretty good. Um, so we have a top ten games list. Uh, Steve, I know and, you have it. And I think it's important, you know, we didn't, we didn't do a rank and file here. We didn't do... Rock, paper, scissors for this. We we thought long and hard about these 10 games, and we really massaged this list into the perfect, you know, something we can all live with. Yeah. It's, none of us individually would have made these 10 games in this order, but, like, it's it's okay that, you know, some of us didn't play all these games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We And so what we ended up doing was scoring them, like, on a 1 to 100 scale and then kind of averaging those scores. But then we didn't even strictly go by that. Then we, yeah. Then there, we, there are a lot tell. of ties. Don't tell. A lot of these games are very similar uh, in judgment. All right. We've kind of, let's, let's get to let's it. Let's dive in. Yeah. Does anyone have, like, a number 10 sound effect? You just did. Okay. We'll add it in post. We don't need... We don't have... Um, All right, Steve, you got J- the list. All right, so number 10 is a game I didn't play, but both of you did. We did. I actually finished it today. It's a game named after a state. Yes, and, and it's, it's a very a... clear-cut number 10. Okay? <laughs> it belongs at the bottom. It's a spiritual successor to West Virginia. No, it's the game is called Virginia. It is a game developed by Variable State. Published by 505 Games. I've never heard of either of these uh, companies. I didn't know there were this many people that worked on it. Yeah. Did it feel like the work of one man? Um, it felt like the work of one child and one super, super uh, conceited asshole. Oh. <laughs> Jonathan Blow? Jonathan Blow hard, for sure. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. We need sound effects. Um. That's where I'd go, oh, snap. So indie games often push the boundaries of what can be considered a game. and Which is a good thing. It is in some ways. In other ways, you get a silent movie where the only interaction is trying to figure out where you're supposed to click on the screen. Right. Which is what this game was. You this literally a point and click. Point and click, but like... Not like a pixel hunt. Kind okay. of game, just like uh, just wander around and see what happens. Well, that's Virginia for you. Yeah, yeah. It's literally. It, I mean, literally when there. you the 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 start screen says begin feature, so like they're not oh. beating around the bush. This is a fucking movie that stops. The pace gets ruined because sometimes you have to find this feather in a random room that you have to stare at like, to get to get someone else feather. to give you breakfast later. And like, do you use the feather to? Tickle them and coerce them into getting you breakfast? No. Um, this is... Do you get was, an achievement for finding feathers and tickling people? Maybe. Um, I want cut the pickle, tickle, tickle sure to give me 10 gamer points. It seems like there's a few extra things you could do to get achievements. I don't really think I even got any like the whole time. So, Sweeney, how long did this game take you to beat? Uh, how long did this movie take you to watch? It, yeah, it's like an hour and a half. Okay. It's, it's basically like a movie. It, yeah. It, not a good movie, but like a movie. The problem is it looked like shit, too. Uh, like, And that's what you get when you have very few people working on a game. Um, this is... <sighs> Should we say like what the story is? Yeah, like, I'm all ears. Like, so 
You play Give me the first half hour of these 90 minutes that I'm never going to get back. Okay, okay. So here's the When first I play hour. this tonight. This is entirely first person uh-huh. and there's no dialogue and you are a uh you're a black woman who's in FBI. You're black? Me, I thought you were a Native American. It's, it's what very if this hard is the art tell. of the game is that every time you play it I would say that this person uh-huh. is rather, you know, androgynous yeah you know and not in like i i I don't know how it would be like a good way to be androgynous but like not in like a meaningful artistic way you're saying it seems like they had something in mind and they failed to to meet it (laughs) like Um, like in a a minecraft person type of way (laughs) which is the tail of the tape of this game the whole time (laughs) so yeah sorry you you start off uh you're a part of the fbi and it's all in first person and you're kind of wandering around and you get on your first case where, yeah, I think it's your first case where you're investigating this missing child. John Bonet? Uh, similar to John Bonet. Okay. Um, John Bonet. Yeah. His last name is Bonet. Oh. And is he into feathers? I, I guess. I don't even remember the feathers okay. from the game. Um, <laughs> this stood out to Keith, so. It kind of. I'll be looking for this feather when I play it. They go, they try to make or it like a little it. like dream-like because uh, they have like weird stuff start to happen kind of early on. So you're not really sure what's real or not. One of you used the phrase acid trip to me in describing it. I no, think there's it was literally an acid it, trip. It, oh, yes, okay. It's literally you take acid to end <laughs> The, the movie and then like a whole bunch of crazy shit happens so and imagine maybe there's aliens yeah, or so something. imagine how little sense an acid trip would make to you while you were on it mm-hmm. now that happens and the that's the end game. of the game oh well virginia 2 oh this is where i should have used west virginia yes. virginia 2 <laughs> west virginia is you know coming out soon um all right, so do you, it was it was so pretentious. It was it so was. pretentious. Was it pretentious, or did you just not understand it? Oh, Kate? I'm sorry. Was she not, literally was it not for you? Okay, so let let's trace the fucking cardinal <laughs> in this game, where like randomly, like it just lands in her hand or some shit. And Wait, then you, is the feather a cardinal feather? Yeah. So oh then, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then, okay, like the cardinal, like. Then like a huge wood beam falls on like her partner or her friend or whatever, and then it also hits the uh, hits the cardinal, and then the cardinal clearly is dead. But then when she touches the cardinal on the fucking autopsy table, which like why is the cardinal on the autopsy table? Well, you got dream. The cardinal comes back to life, and then literally throughout the game, she keeps trying to grab a cardinal, and then it disappears. Um, mm. Over and over again, and it means fucking nothing, despite what they want you to believe. Okay, like it's the exact opposite of when uh, your eleventh grade English teacher pulls way too much meaning out of like a Mark Twain novel. Sure, yeah, it's like or like the Scarlet Letter. Yeah, it's the o- it's, yeah, it's like these people tried to backdoor their way into something that people could like analyze like that. Uh, and it fucking meaningless. Like the buffalo. What does the yeah. buffalo mean, Sweeney? What does that mean? I don't. I don't know. It kind of creeped me out like the first time I played through it. So I thought <laughs> that was kind of like well done. But as far as what it means, I couldn't tell you. Fuck is the buffalo is you're driving to like investigate the crime the first day and uh, you, like you you pull off to the side of the road because there's a buffalo sitting in the middle of the road. And then I think later in the game you wake up in the middle of the night and you look over and there's a buffalo sitting right next to your bed and it's like Whoa. what the hell is going yeah, on yeah you know a game is cheaper to develop if you don't develop an actual story and you just leave it wide open <laughs> well that's clear um this uh, we'll get to that later yeah no it, like sweeney you told me you knew you <laughs> knew what they were going for I have no fucking idea oh i don't know what they were going for i just feel like the fact that they were trying to make th- this very much like a movie in that like there were cinematic parts to it where there were like montages that you play through and like quick cuts and stuff okay. which i feel like is something that hasn't really yeah. happened much in video games well you're like, playing so time events no, like, no 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 like uh like, no like you're running down a hall and it'll like <laughs> it'll like cut out a few seconds like and and yeah. you'll be like further down oh okay you're, you're playing like, through disconcerting. A, a series of scenes yeah all right which i think could have been an interesting idea. I just don't think it was executed well. No, at all. they well, so. Well, there you have it. 
Pretentious, <laughs> not well executed at all. Yeah. Our number 10 game of the I, year. I did not recommend it to Keith. <laughs> I, I, I said I played true. it. That was it. I know we set rules about how we're going to do this list. But I'm begging us to remove this from the list entirely. <laughs> Strike it from the record. <laughs> like, I, we're doing a top I wanna, nine. I want to put something else in there. I don't care what it is. We're doing a top nine. No, no, no. Sweeney, just name a random game. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Overwatch is our number 10 game. All right. All right. Overwatch is our number 10 game of the year. Kevin really liked it. All right. Let's move on to number nine. And speaking of nine, this game is the sequel to the sequel to a game called 999. Ah, uh, yes. Nine persons nine hours nine doors i may have screwed up the order of those oh, yeah. words. i didn't play this Someone game at all had. no and this is a this game is called zero time dilemma it's uh not a great name no published by axis games uh came out on the 3ds and the vita and i think on windows uh, and it was available this june mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um this is this is the third installment kind of the long-awaited one to a uh, a series of games called zero escape and they're little escape the room puzzle games where you you guys have played escape the room games well sweeney i know you've played this game but keith you've played like on the computer with flash like 2007 i mean i watched uh, tim do that sure remember like the red room wasn't that like the really popular one maybe yeah something like that there are several but uh yeah the idea being like oh i found this screwdriver and now i'll turn on this light switch and when i flick the strobe light this gives me the code to the safe etc etc that's, so that's kind of the only gameplay in these games. Yeah, that's the only thing you actually do aside from read dialogue and, and watch movies. The, these are the the term I've heard is visual novels for uh, for the Zero Escape series, and I like that term. Yeah, um, I, I like these games a lot. This third one, Sweeney and I agree, along with the rest of the fandom. Not nearly as good as the yeah, first. Yeah, I was shocked two. at how low this was on both of your lists. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of underwhelming. Uh, so the first one and the second one, there's like, I mean, I, I guess this is spoiling things, but there's a, a long time that happens in between them. Yes, and at the end of the second one, it's like, oh, now we have to go back in time to. There's a little time travel. Go yeah. back to in time <laughs> to to this other time that we had to, you know. To save es- the escape world. the rooms. To, to, to save the to world. To save the world. Um, so the third one is kind of connecting the two, and it's in between them, which I think puts a lot of constraints on it that the first two didn't have. What I like about all these games, too, is they make you think, and not in like a puzzle way, but in more of a philosophical way. Like, they bring up all these paradoxes and... and uh, multiverse theory and it like in a way that's kind of fun to explore when it's two people in the middle of a room that they have to escape like hang on this reminds me like let's let's pause for 10 minutes and discuss you know fermi's paradox or whatever mm-hmm. i i've always liked these games they're not for everyone it gets philosophical but it's not uh pretentious i don't feel I at would, all i agree oh, with that it's definitely better than virginia then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm getting because that vibe they too. actually like there is a they story. They say what the point is to it. Um, you know, whether you like it or not, I can't yeah. say, but... The second game ends with a few twists that just kind of... They're mind-blowing. They were awesome. But also, they were kind of like, wait a minute, type twists. Like, where you, you know, you're in the shower the next day, you're like, oh, hang on. Hang yeah, on that, I don't know if that made as yeah. much sense now <laughs> that I'm thinking about it. That right. was really cool when it was revealed, but... But the third one, uh, what I do give it credit for was it made all of the cutscenes were entirely movie based now. So mm, you rather didn't than have just to sit there and click dialogue, through dialogue, just mashing A to get through them. Yeah. So basically, you just play through these escape the rooms, and then that, you you watch the uh, the little videos. That said, I think the cutscenes were, and this is the fault of the game's story, not of uh, the voice actors, I guess. But the mm-hmm. cutscenes were among. The cheesiest at times. Uh, there's a character called Eric who just at one point gets this weird bloodlust in his eyes and yeah. still kind of talks like a third grader. It's just weird. Um, and he's an ice cream employee in love with uh, a serial killer, and is. they never really make any sense of that. No, no, a lot of this game doesn't make sense. But the um, portions that weren't that I felt made a lot more sense. Yeah, and, and, and were good. The reason this game was long awaited for so many people, in addition to just people liking the first two is that they end the second game keith on such a a cliffhanger and then this the third game was just put on hiatus for a little while and people thought it was abandoned they thought that we'd never get it it finally came out 
Now that it did, I'm not sure it's a satisfying conclusion. Like, maybe this was one of those series that was best left dangling and we could make up our own interpretation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. So what I'm hearing is that Overwatch is our number nine game of the year. No, this game was at we least decent. It. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So Overwatch is 10. This is nine. What's our number eight game? Uh, the number eight game of the year is a game called The Turing Test. Uh, I didn't play this. You didn't that's play gonna, That's going to be a common theme. Ah. Keith, these are the, this is two games in a row you didn't play, and then you're good for a while on okay, games you good, played. Okay, good, good. So the Turing Test was by uh, Bulkhead Interactive, published by Square Enix. It was an Xbox and Windows exclusive, released in August, and it's coming to PS4 in like a week, actually. Okay. So. Ah, shit, I need to play it to justify its existence. Yeah, no, you do. Because it's on, it's on our shared Xbox uh, mm. family account. Key. Oh, you have no excuse not to. <laughs> All right. So I like this game. Sween, I think your introduction to it was like watching me play five minutes of it on a yeah, yeah. on an Xbox share on Twitch. So there was this is like a puzzle game? This is a, I would call this a poor man's portal. Um, and it maybe seems to take a lot of influence from that, aside from the portals themselves. But that kind of environment of so like... 20 second pitch. You're in an outer space. You're on the moon Europa. You're an astronaut. And you have to go all the way down into this deep space station to rescue the surviving crew members that might be being held hostage by a malevolent AI system. And the AI system is actually what's aiding you through these 70 rooms to get there. You have to solve one puzzle in every room to open the next room. And there's just a little little interesting conversation going on. So you're trying to determine, you know, what's AI and what's human? Is that where the Turing test comes I in? I thought it would be. It's not. Good catch. That is what the yeah. Turing test is. That kind of plays into the game, especially later. Okay. It's not the main point of it. It's not like, it's oh, just you a, were a robot the whole time. I right. thought it was going to be yeah. a game like that. It's just a fun title. Yeah. And it does play into it. They at least discuss it, too. The robot AI and you, the character, are arguing over free will. And, you know, there was a scene that just kind of got to me later on where the robot's like, you have no free will either. What are you talking about? Your body is determined. The decisions you make are determined by chemicals in your brain, which are all atomic and could just as easily be modeled by a sophisticated metric as my own, Mm -hmm. you know, algorithm-based intelligence. Interesting. So... The game is, it's two things. It's puzzles and it's philosophical conversations. It's mostly puzzles. This is the first game that I feel like is really a game on this list, too. Where yeah. The first the, two are stories? Yeah, the yeah. thing you yeah. like about it is like doing puzzles. We've played a lot of games with not a lot of gameplay. That is true. That is true. It might be a theme this year. Um, Keith, I do think you should give this a try. Did you ever play Portal? Or no, again, like watched me but and others play it. I've mentioned before that I never want to play Portal 2 because I feel like I can't not disappoint me. People like claim it's better than fucking like Mario 64 and shit. Portal 2? Yeah. Like it was good. I, I don't think it lived up to the first one. I've literally seen multiple lists where it's the fifth best game of all time. It is not. Yeah, it is not. I can't go that far. I've never played it, though. So. All right, we're but, getting off track. So it's my fault. This, this is very... Uh, it has a very similar aesthetic to Portal, and uh, it kind of follows, like, Portal, you're just walking through portals. In this one, you're just shooting these balls out of a little gun, and uh, like you have to kind of figure that- out... Yeah, yeah. You have to kind of figure out when to, to shoot them into these kind of they're like batteries so you're putting them in the spot where a battery would go yeah to like open a door you're charging and uncharging doors based on a limited number of batteries in in a 3d environment that it's portal-esque but it's not right i mean sweeney has described it perfectly um the game also gave me it it doesn't look very pretty or anything it's very much an indie game it kind of looks like something that would come out on the pc in 2006 it gave me uh like a kind of a creepy vibe. Like I felt lonely wandering through this abandoned space station on the moon of yeah. Jupiter. Like, I don't know. It, it got me in that sense. I felt a little isolated and alone. Well, well we're on the, uh, the portal uh, comparisons because you kind of have to with this game. In Portal, you had GLaDOS who had right. a lot of personality and became like, you know, the interesting character of the game. Yeah. Whereas in this one, you're talking to a robot who really feels like a robot. It's like HAL 3000 from 
or 300 i don't know his name from 2001 oh yeah, Space yeah odyssey yeah. um kind of really actually feels like that's exactly the robot they were trying to make but keith if i was to recommend either one of these games to you uh the turing test or zero time dilemma it'd be overwatch i think we should play Overwatch. <laughs> okay <laughs> i think that's a good idea um the next game on the list is actually two games because tied at number six Uh-oh. and i mean we we kind of i want to break this tie uh, uh, all right I, <laughs> the, the two games that are tied are firewatch and oxen free um let's I, start with firewatch i think this is a good tie this is a good tie because they're such similar games in that they're both aptly described as conversation simulators yeah um in, again games that don't really have a lot of gameplay the, the whole bottom half of our list kind of has a theme um conversation simulators with that kind of that take place in not creepy environments but uh places where weird shit is going on and there's kind of that a mystery isolated to both environments yeah yeah now they are very different firewatch is first person cell shaded um keith i think 3D. this came up in a in the game yeah. time bro yesterday yeah game time show bro 51 um mm-hmm. Kevin named this his game of the year. Kevin and, loved this game. Yeah. Um, so he didn't play a lot of the top games on our list, but he and I agreed in a lot of ways just um, the characters in Firewatch. Henry and Delilah. We're like super strong. The The voice acting, the performances in this game are almost second to none. Yeah, they were really well done. They were mm-hmm. so well done and they had to be because that's what this game had this game was about two people talking to each other and developing a yeah. relationship it, yeah, yeah. It was, walkie talkies it was about henry uh avoiding his problems and becoming a fire watcher or whatever you mm-hmm. know spending a summer a volunteer park ranger yeah spending a summer completely alone um except communicating with this other fire Del- watcher yeah on delilah the radio. on the radio and so you never even see delilah like that's one of the things of this game is you only ever meet her through this radio yeah and you know throughout the game you kind of develop uh attachment both you do as the player as well as henry does and right you want to meet her a, and you never get to it's a very immersive game yeah. um but there's also like throughout the game there's a lot of paranoia that kind yes. of sets in. So you start to wonder, why am I not meeting Delilah? Yeah, what's, what's going yeah. on there? There are definitely multiple times during the game where I felt like either Delilah's in on the conspiracy we're trying to unravel yeah. mm-hmm. or Delilah's in my head, she's not real yeah. because the game sets itself up early on with a, a dementia angle, like yeah. an Alzheimer's angle. So uh, that's one, like the the best <sighs> thing this game does, and you said the word, Steve, it makes you paranoid. You are... You're like, yeah. you don't know what this conspiracy is. You don't know anywhere you're going. You're like, am I going to get decked? Am you I know, a, a secret government test facility? Yeah. yeah, or am I getting duped? How am I getting duped? What, you know, like, I just love that aspect of it. The, I think that the reveal was, was a bit underwhelming, to be perfectly honest. I agree. Yeah. But, I, don't, I don't think it ended strong. But I think... Everything they did with those characters more than makes up for it. Um, this is one of. I gave this like a. I scored this like a ninety. I think this was a very good game. Um, I know you guys aren't quite as uh, positive on it as I am. I liked it a lot. I just when comparing it to Oxenfree, which I think we can we can talk about now. They're very similar. I, something about Oxenfree stayed with me a little longer. Oxenfree is a game where five teenagers get lost on, not lost, they go to uh, a, a haunted island. Yeah, they're expecting like a this big like, senior year high school uh, like party. Yeah. Uh, the except only they show up show there up. and only five of them are there. And, you know, in a way, the game is you're stuck here overnight. The first boat out leaves in the morning. Uh, can all of you survive? Or at least that's how the game starts to paint itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a typical kind of indie conversation game like we're talking about until while you're having your high school beef about like, well, this girl dated my brother who is now dead and she was a total B and I don't like her and this is my new stepbrother. You know, there's a lot of drama. All of a sudden, like these portals start opening up in the sky and the fabric of 
the reality it starts to get all staticky and, and you start hearing like the voice of Satan calling out to you. Yeah, it's... and like drowning World War II sailors from the 1940s, obviously the World War II sailors. Mm. I don't know, there's like submarine radio static that to me was very effective in making this game feel weirdly out of place in time, like almost floating in time. Like, am I... I don't know. It was like that scene in Lost where uh, Hurley and Saeed are sitting on the beach and they radio static their way into connecting to some signal bouncing off the troposphere. Ah, and you don't know when it's from. Right. And one of them cracks the joke. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know where this is coming from. The other says, or when. And it's like yeah. a, a wink to the fans. So, fuck Lost. So to me, like, you talked about Firewatch being immersive. Mm-hmm. This is where Oxenfree lost me. It wasn't nearly as immersive. It wasn't immersive. And then I think they failed to deliver on like what they set up there. Like I didn't find the ending to this like supernatural element to be satisfying in any way. Mm -hmm. That's true too. Um, It just kind of exists and is accepted. So when I can that island. Yeah. So when I compare it to Firewatch, I'm left with comparing, you know, the characters and like the conversations that I witnessed. Cause those are the parts of the games that I valued. Mm-hmm. And I think firewatch did a much better job. I get why people like oxen free and I didn't hate it. Like I enjoyed the three hours that I spent with it. Yeah. It's just, I told you guys from the beginning, I was shocked that you guys ranked this over firewatch, but you know, now have either of you played this game a second time? No, no, but I've read about like how things can change. So I have not played it a second time either, and that's what I've heard is a lot of this game's biggest fans will say like you have to play it a second time. The second time is when like you start to really feel what the game's about. Are, I don't know that any of us are going to do that. Yeah, I are mean, we are we okay talking spoilers here? Because I'm kind of curious what like endings you guys I, got and and what happened. Okay, so let's avoid specific spoilers about mm. like character fates yeah. but because i i think kevin would really like this game or at least i'm curious i'd yeah, like to I, hear what he says about it the most surprising thing to me is that i i made some decisions with specific outcomes in mind yes and then like failed the opposite happened. failed completely and they're like you're you you uh, and this person have drifted apart completely. And you're like, what? What did I do? <laughs> right. That's that's what I go for in games that give you... Like, Sweet does. I love this about that. I, when you play these games. Well, you're like, so, I'm going to be an asshole to people because this is my escapism, damn it. Yeah. Uh, so I got the ending that I think is like one and a half percent of people get because they tell you who who got what at the end. Yes. And it's the ending where everyone ends up hating you <laughs> and no one likes you at the there's, end. So there's a way to play through this game, and I think the same is true of Firewatch, without responding to a single dialogue option. Yes, I was going to bring hmm. this up. And there, that, to me, would make both of these games completely different. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine. I, I heard that Firewatch was super depressing if you did that. Oh, I'm sure. Delilah kind of goes into like a she must psychosis. feel like she's going crazy. Yeah, oh, does her dialogue change if you don't respond? Oh to yeah, her? yeah. If you don't, oh, res- that's interesting. There are yeah. some things that you have to respond to. I but- pissed Delilah off once during the game. I was very much like, I want to be Delilah's friend when I played Firewatch. So, I think most people were. So you did, you did mention um, the 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 brother of the main character in Oxenfree yeah. plays a a role. Mm-hmm. Like you can actually make decisions that'll like impact the past. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll say this: in my playthrough, two people did hook up. Uh, One person drifted away from me, Keith, like you were saying, and I did not save someone who was already dead, nor did I kill someone who was already alive. And I think those are the four major decisions. Yeah. So I had the same ending, except no one hooked up. Oh, okay. And I think I tried to look back and Did I think... Did you cock block that guy? I think it was one decision I made I, where like you could yeah. de- decide one of four characters comes with you yeah. or something. I think I picked the wrong person. Uh, so you said, did you cock block that guy? <laughs> this is your best friend who like early on in the game, he kind of has a crush on this other yeah. girl. And before <laughs> the the spirits have shown up or anything, you play like a game of truth or dare around the fire, except you can you can slap each other. Yeah, and that was the other thing I wanted to point out was not only did I cock block him, <laughs> I am one of like the five percent of people who slapped him. 
Did you get an achievement for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's an achievement. That's right. the only so, reason I know. All right. So, so I should play this again. So, yeah. So, I mean, I like that aspect of, like, uh, the player agency because uh, you don't have as much in Firewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that was part of, for me... I, and I liked both games, but I think that gave the edge to Oxenfree. That and just the vibe. Yeah. I liked something about the naval radio static, who the fuck, you know, ghosts in the machine, literally. Yeah. I also, but, I played uh, I played Oxenfree one night, and the next morning I played Firewatch. Oh, I wow. I like, marathon through them. Okay. So I think that environment of, like, I was alone in my house in the dark at, at night playing Oxenfree. That really upped the creep factor. I also... Pl- so I played both of these like between the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. And they're both kind of creepy. In Firewatch, I'm just going to bring this up. They keep reporting this bear that's on the loose. Yep. I kept getting oh, ready yeah. for the bear to attack me in some quick time event. Doesn't happen. No. Never does. No. It's a that- very slow game where so you're just alone with paranoia. your thoughts well yeah, yeah firewatch plays with your emotions but it never it never kind of overtly um like hits you over the head with anything mm-hmm. um and that's kind of where that's kind of where oxen free and firewatch differ for me like firewatch yeah. was subtle and it also uh resonated with me emotionally whereas oxen free i felt was anything but and didn't really resonate with me but i like both games a lot i did too like i this is where our list gets like i get really happy because like all the games on our list are very strong once we get past virginia and like the disappointing sequel to the zero escape series like we're we're having fun with this all right so we can leave these tied okay now i think that might be for the best okay we have another tie coming up later okay um and and that one might be more important to break than this tie at number six. But uh, moving on for now to number five, uh, a little game called Inside, sequel to Limbo. Yeah. You guys, mm. you guys both played Limbo. You both played Inside. Um, this was by Playdead, Playdead Studios. Uh, came out on the Xbox and on Windows and later on the PS4. Yeah. Very, very similar to, in, or to Limbo. Similar, yeah. but... Kind of to me, better in every way. Yeah, I, like, I agree. It was. I think it was you, Keith. Told me you had read someone call one of uh, said if if uh, limbo was if limbo was limbo, then inside was super limbo. Yeah, yeah. That I think that's a perfect description. I um. So what inside showed me is that all of these like smaller independent games. They have to make sacrifices. Like they have to focus their budgets and energies in specific areas of these games. And I think Inside uh, found a better balance than any other game that we've talked about so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, a huge focus here is puzzles. There's no dialogue. This no. is a this is a puzzle platformer. Just a, a side scroller where you have like one interact button and a jump yeah. and that's it with a but, minimalistic art style. Yeah. Too. So if you played Limbo, you know what to expect, but what this game does this different This one is Limbo and the guys in the red shirt. Yeah. But what this game does different is that it it does tell a story. Like environmental story. More clearly than Limbo. Yeah. yeah very Limbo, like maybe vaguely tells one. This one has a clear like Yeah. yeah like you're going through like you know, a story. Um clearly it's just kind of secondary to the puzzle, but I was very intrigued by it the whole time. And I think it played into the puzzles really well. Um, and then it, to me, like every puzzle was just seemed like meticulously planned out by play dead. Like, I I don't know. There's not a moment in this game that I'm not like, wow, this is really well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There were for, for me, I thought from a pure puzzle standpoint, it was slightly less impressive than Limbo, but Limbo was just puzzles, whereas Inside was, like you said, Keith, telling a story. Um, the art design was better. It was more varied, the gameplay. Um, the the last 5% of the game, which we should not spoil at all, takes such a fucking left turn. Yeah, it gets real weird. It was so fun to play and bizarre. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had a game turn on a dime like that and still be 
still feel true to itself. Yeah. But this one did. Yeah, you're right. Because it did turn on a dime, but it also was like, yeah, that's a perfect semi. In some ways, that's a perfect way to end this Yeah, game. that's semi-plausible, right. Yeah. yeah. It felt like it was kind of leading up to getting weird, like, the yes. whole time. Like, so, you were waiting for something big to happen. Yeah, and the other shoe really dropped. Yeah. And without spoiling what little story there is here, you start off, you're a boy, and you're running around, and, you know, some agency of some sort is chasing after you. They are hunting you. And it's clear that, for whatever reason, they, they are trying to kill you. Now, whether you've escaped from somewhere or, you know, are just someone with some sort of special abilities, I'm thinking about Stranger Things right now, like, that's never made clear, and that's fine. Yeah. But you're running towards a giant facility where things are occurring. You're not trying to run away from these guys. You're almost trying to break through their perimeter. And I don't know. To me, that was an interesting dynamic because so often in these games where you're just a little boy, you are running away. Yeah. Like, you don't know well, what's wrong. Right. But, well, but in that, this one, you're this trying one, to do something, and they're trying to stop you. Right. You're running at something that they're almost guarding you from. Mm-hmm. It be, well, to me, it, it starts to feel it's like... It's possible, you know, I think you hinted at it, but, like, if he's just trying to escape, like, because mm-hmm. these, like, this agency is clearly into control, whether it's mind control or just controlling the population in right. a different way. Or Matrix-style, like, yeah, suck exactly. the life energy out of people. Um, You know, so they didn't... So they... I guess my point way back when was that they, they didn't put a ton of... of resources into this story but they still were able to tell one that had us you know talking and thinking yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive for a game at its heart is just a puzzle platformer yes and this is the sixth game we've mentioned other than zero time dilemma these are all like three or four hour games yeah and i think that's why we we're able to play all of so us to many. play them yes, yes. like at the end of the year, we all kind of went over each other's yeah. lists and said, okay, what's short? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but... Like, I'll play Virginia tonight. I don't care how much but it's but all honest, these were good games. No, I'm... Almost all of them. I, like, there's no denying that Oxenfree, Firewatch, yeah. Inside, these games all deserve serious consideration for Game of the Year because they were yeah. all very strong. It was a strong year for... Uh, for those kind of right. smaller games, so, like you're saying, Keith. So Inside was at five, Steve. What do we have at number four? Uh, number four is a game uh, you guys may have heard of. Well, you both played it. It's called Doom, and ah. it's a remake or a reboot, I guess. Yeah, reboot. Reboot. A hard reboot. Very yes. Of another game called Doom from a long time ago. I forget yes. the exact year that the original. Which Doom I never really like released. played back in the day. I I wasn't the big Doom fan or anything. No, no, it was for people who are older than us. Yeah. You know? So this is a first-person shooter, right? Yeah. This is by uh, ID, published by Bethesda. Uh, this came out in May. It feels very Bethesda too. Okay. Like the the first-person like Fallout's and, and Elder Scrolls. It has that same. I don't know. Interesting. It has a bit of a similar feel. It, it has its own. It's very. It's a unique feel for the shooter genre. That's yeah, interesting. It's very different from a lot of because so many games in that genre are not unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you early on, yes. told me, I hate Doom. Doom sucks. I'm so sick of this game. You were like an hour in. Yeah, I fucking hated it in the beginning. And, and you're 180 on this. Yeah, you this, really like this game. This is the best shooter campaign I've played in 15 years. Wow. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome campaign. Um, as far as I can tell, the multiplayer is pretty bad, but so uh, I wouldn't play it for that. That's at what all. Overwatch is but, for. Yeah. Yeah. So what it what it did was it uh, it made it turned the genre on its head in a few really fun ways. That's good because the genre needs that. As far as I'm concerned, the, the biggest things it did was like there's no like ammo you get from using a chainsaw. Health mm-hmm. you get from meleeing. So and you're like then, a vampire. And then ammo is very <laughs> scarce. So like you you have a you know at the end of the game you have like twelve weapons that are all fun to use and you have to like flip through them and learn how to use them all and like Yeah, all need, of them have their own uh uses. Yeah. Like they, nothing really each, feels like each crap. battle feels a little bit like a puzzle though, because you have to figure so, out when to use the chainsaw. Like when, each weapon has its own specific use in battle uh well the some do but i what i mean more is that like each weapon feels so distinct that's good because too many shooters have like 
the rifle and the shotgun and the gun that's kind yeah. of like both of them. But and five pistols. But since ammo is so scarce, you have to learn to use them all, and you have to learn to use the uh, the the melee kills. Yeah, what are they? Glory the kills yeah. is what they call it. Glory so it's not. Kills? Yeah, it's not just like regular melees. It's you like, shoot an enemy until it's like staggered and it'll start glowing and it'll stop moving yeah. around uh, for a okay. few seconds. And then so you there's get like patterns and rhythms to the battles. Yeah. And you yeah. get somewhere close to them and uh, you, you hit your, uh, not your trigger button, but uh, your stick. Okay. Yeah. And that, R3. Yeah, that gives him an instant kill that wow. gets you like all this extra health that you wouldn't get if you just shot him to death. Yeah. And it's literally, you won't be able to, to like win battles if you're not constantly gaining back yeah. health. Towards the end, you even get a grenade that drains like monsters health, which I found really awesome. Wow. Um, it's frenetic. Like you yes. are running around 99% of the time. Um, but there's also some Sweeney. I think what turned me on this game was when you compared it to uh, Metroid prime. Because, because it's a lot of exploration, really? too. Yeah, yes. there's okay. exploration between these frenetic battles. Uh, there's platforming, like you said. Like, you're jumping up, you know. you Sometimes you have to make some difficult jumps, and you mm. might not know where to go at first. Until you get the double jump and then the screw attack. But this yeah. game is so fun. Like, that is the, nice. the biggest thing for me is this is the most fun I've had. It so seems I should, like a real I should play this is what you're years. both telling me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Metroid Prime, I know you were a big fan of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um uh, our friend Trev is playing this right now. Oh, cool. He, he says he's just loving it. So uh, everyone seems to really like it. Yeah. Good. They could have really fucked up uh, bringing back Doom and they didn't. That's so. good. Because, again, for me, if they had fucked up Doom, I wouldn't have known yeah. the difference. Yeah. Like, yeah. What the hell was Doom? This is a crowd pleaser, though. Like, I, good. you know, I hated it at first, but quickly turned around like i don't know anyone that doesn't like this game nice okay how long did it take you guys to beat it's actually very long for a for an fps game. yeah i feel like you put it in at least like 15 hours okay. so i don't do much exploration so i think i beat it in like 12 or 13 sure Sweeney, didn't you take like 18 yeah i i put in a lot of exploration in some of the middle levels and then by the end i was like all right i need to just yeah. finish this and, well, and get to the end because if you do more exploration you'll get like You'll level your guy up. You'll get like yeah. attribute packs or something that lets you get like, oh, now you have more health or oh, now you have more ammo. So it's cool in that sense because if you don't do that, you're going to be like, like fucked, fucked at the end. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you gotta, have to prepare. You got to grind adequately. Yeah. And, yeah. and this game even it's has. It's not a grind. It's fun right. to explore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this game even has like three boss battles that are unique and awesome okay. in their mm-hmm. own ways. I don't have a bad thing to say about this game. Wow, that's a, quite the 180 from where you <laughs> yeah. started out yeah. like, three weeks ago on this game. Yeah, I mean, I would I would be happy with this at one, to be honest. But at four, you know, it just means we have three strong games left. Yeah, yeah. and those three games, uh, this, is where, this is where things are going to get fun and or horrible. Um, <laughs> we, we, we could not agree on a number one game because we all had a different number one game each of which had been played and enjoyed strongly by one other person and ignored completely by a third. So let's let's run around the table real quick and we'll each give our own candidate for the number one game of the year. Um, just a little, you know, quick intro to what it is. Mine was Final Fantasy XV, uh, the long-awaited JRPG from Square Enix. Ten years in the making. Ten years yes. in the making, which... I think all three of these games, substantial development times. Like, yeah, I'll let you guys say your own. But, uh, you know, was Final Fantasy XV perfect? Absolutely not. Um, If it doesn't end up being our game of the year, like, I'm okay with that. It was really flawed in a lot of ways. But to me, the, uh, the hundreds of little small things that did wrong were made up for by the dozens of very important things it absolutely got right. Uh, Sweeney, what was your number one game of the year? So my game was The Witness. Uh, it's a first-person puzzle game by John Blow, the guy who made Braid. Uh, pretentious much? Yes. Yeah. In a way, <laughs> not pretentious at all. In another way, extremely pretentious. Yeah. So, but we we can go into detail on that later. Uh, Fox it's, Virginia. No, it's. I didn't tell you Virginia was good. Um, 
So the whole game, you're just doing line puzzles, and it sounds like the most boring concept, but he just takes it and pushes it to the limit in ways that I never really thought you could do and makes it so interesting and addicting. Uh, there's something I'll... like 700 different line puzzles, and all of them are fun and like interesting in their own way. I'll co-sign on this. Uh, you know, Maybe a little more repetitive for me than for you at times, but like... I was blown away by this game. Uh, the amount of time I just dumped into playing it um, during finals weeks and midterms weeks and, mm -hmm. and times I should have been studying or, or doing homework and instead I was like, no, I'm just going to figure out one more line puzzle. And 45 minutes later, I was figuring out the, my 15th or 20th line puzzle of the night. It, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, fun game. Felt a lot like Mist. You're just alone on an island. I don't know. We can get into specifics of these games later, but Keith... Your number one game of the year, My please. number one game of the year. Um, it's one of my favorite games of all time. A game that I think is damn near perfect uh, is Uncharted 4, A mm. Thief's End. Um, Love this too. It's the best looking game I've ever played. Um, it's it does look really one nice. of the top five stories I've ever experienced, and it has the super fun Uncharted gameplay that I've come to love. And they even added a few new elements that uh, did just enough for me not to get bored. Um, Naughty Dog is is hands down like they've got to be the best developer out there. Like I I can't believe certainly at what they do. Which at is, what they yeah, do, the third yeah. Person third person action, action adventure, adventure game. Like if you're gonna make one of those, uh, look to Naughty Dog for inspiration because they've got their shit together. Like, this is yeah. part of why Rise of the Tomb Raider didn't land as well for me is because Naughty Dog's out there making Last of Us and Uncharted 4 yeah. and, and others. Um, I, I But the thing with this game is I expected the visuals. I expected the fun gameplay. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect uh, a story that resonated with me didn't to the degree the that this one did. Um, this is presumably uh, Nate's last story and fuck was it a good one. Yeah. And without spoiling anything... Like this, this ends. This is clearly Nate's last story. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think I can read into that. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. no. Maybe not. But you know. Uh, well, they kept making God of Wars, so that's true. They're making another. Um, yeah, Keith. I I played this game. This was kind of a PS4 seller for me. I mean, this and again, Final Fantasy 15. I knew I would end up getting, but. I, I really wanted the PS4 this year, finally, years after it came out, for, for titles like uh, Uncharted. I actually played all three of these games on my PS4. Loved my PS4. This, um, also like my Xbox. Yeah. This, None this, of these are coming to Switch, by the way. No. This game oh, looks... Oh, oh. <laughs> this game, to me, is like one of the only ones that feels truly next-gen. Like when I, when I looked at it, I was like, okay, this is why I bought a PS4. This is pretty as hell. But fuck, I love it. Yeah. Sweeney, uh, you so, played so like an hour of Uncharted this. 4. I was so I hadn't played Uncharted Four, and Keith hadn't played Final Fantasy and The Witness. Yeah, so that's why we can't have any consensus picks. I did. We're just gonna have to, you know, trust my wisdom here. Yeah, I think, yeah. guys. I don't think I'm signing off on that. But all right. I I do think that if I did play it, I would really enjoy it. I played an hour or so before uh, this podcast, and I liked a lot of what I saw. I just never got around to catching up on the series after the first one, so that's why I never really played this one. That's true. You haven't even have you played the second one yet? I have not. Oh, that did the first one sour you? Or just you had too much else on your plate. Yeah, it kind of it, it's a little bit of both. The I first one's like by first far one. the weakest. The first yeah. one is fucking terrible. The first by one comparison. is it's right. Tomb Raider it, it, with Dane this, Cook. I, it's, I'm not letting this color my uh, opinion of Uncharted Four. Mm -hmm. I, I realize it's an excellent game. Mm -hmm. um, but really, you should play Uncharted Two. I'll start there. All right, all right. So you hadn't played Uncharted, and you think you'd like it. Uh, I haven't played. I Final, see where this is going. I haven't played Final Fantasy 15 or The Witness. Uh, I think I'd like Final Fantasy 15. I'm kind of a. Uh, I've turned around on JRPGs a little bit. Uh, I think I'd miss the uh, uh, turn-based. Yeah, this is Final battle. Fantasy 15 is a hack and slash game, which is actually, I think, my least favorite part about it. it, it we can get into it more 
Um, it still works, though. It works. Because it's so seamless. It's seamless and it works, but battles don't feel varied to me at all. There's yeah. no real strategy to a battle beyond, like, spam and abuse your long-distance striking capability. But, Keith, you were you were about to get to how much you want to play The Witness. Um. So, Steve, you... I mentioned that I wanted to play it because I might have <laughs> changed Keith's mind on this. Yeah, one. I because everyone said it was so good. Um, I I wanted to give it a shot. You told me don't play it. It's not a game you'd like, and I and I took you by your word. And to be honest, with such limited gaming time now, I don't want to bang my head against a wall. And that's why an I hour. told you not. That's to understandable. Play it. It's definitely a game that requires some patience. Yeah. Um, if you get frustrated with a puzzle. It's so easy just to think like, all right, I, I just, I'm never going to get this. I need to check a walkthrough. Right. But one of the real benefits of this game compared to so many other puzzles is that you can just say, all right, I don't know what to do here. Let's go. There, there are 500 other puzzles. Yeah. On let's this go island. wander around. Let's see what else. And then maybe you'll, you'll figure it out in doing another puzzle. That happens all the time where it's like, oh, that's what I need to do. I, I need to run back there and go figure that out again. I yeah. need more. Like, just being flat out honest, yeah. puzzles aren't enough for me in video games. Yeah. Just, they mm. just aren't. They're one of a few things that I look for for a enjoyable experience. If these are really hard puzzles and that's it, I don't, A, I don't know if I'd enjoy it, and, and, and B, I just, I don't know if I want to support that type of game. Like, I, I just... It's not that they're just like hard puzzles. It's, I don't know. It's just the way it teaches you. Like you kind of. It's an immaculately designed game. The design it's is like the perfect. learning curve. Yeah, yeah it, it's in. You know, I'd love for Kevin to play this look, game. Uh, look, as to, a developer, as a game maker. If I'm being yeah, honest, that's, that's one other thing I wanted to say is that uh, playing through it, I was like, I want to make a game. The, yeah. it, it, it was an inspiring game more than anything else I've played. What's up, Keith? I just feels I'm not, like you're about to come clean about something. Well, it's so it seems like when we did this, when we made the list, mm-hmm. we were kind of leaning the witness as our number one game. Well, we used different metrics. Yeah, and, and, and the witness did come out on top barely in more of them than it didn't. And I they're all about the yeah, same way. But yeah. I'm uncomfortable with a game that I don't think I want to play being our top game of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's fair. Whereas I like if I games. played Uncharted, I yeah. would probably like I'm it not, and it would get the high score and everything. I, I, it, yeah. It's just my personal feelings, but I mean I feel like if one of you was like fucking Uncharted sucks and I was like this should be our game of the year you'd have a similar reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're three very different games. Like, Uncharted 4, and this will sound like a knock, but it's not. It's a Marvel movie in the best way. It is popcorn, uh, you know, genre, best of. Uh, like, it, it's it's the best part of Civil War and the Avengers all rolled into one. It's spectacle. It's good. It's more moving than a Marvel movie. I'm not saying it's just a Marvel movie. But it it's big budget. It's 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 awesome at what it is. And if it's our game of the year, like I'm totally happy with that. It seems like it it takes the best of like what video games are right now. Yeah, it's I think it's the best AAA game that's ever been made. Like honestly, like like it does everything. You were high on The Last of Us like prior to playing that. Yeah, (laughs) and I mean The Last of Us I think is a stronger story. I think this is a sure. stronger game overall. This is a more fun game to play. Yeah. Like I think it I think it just does everything right. The wi- and, the wi- you know, Go ahead. It's just so to me it's so impressive. It's like this is where I want every game to have this level of polish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can't obviously. Like look at Virginia. That game fucking sucked. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> it didn't even make our top 10. No. That was Overwatch. Um, I, I don't want to ignore Final Fantasy 15 too because I feel like we're going back I, and forth between I'm almost Uncharted and, and Witness and, and I really I don't have a dog in this fight but now I'm like you know does Final Fantasy 15 split the difference between the AAA title and the innovator um, alright Steve like what? it's a little bit niche listen, but l- not, listen to yeah. me okay yeah yeah um, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to keep Witness out of the number one spot <laughs> But I don't need un- I don't necessarily need Uncharted in the number one spot. I see what you're saying. Um, I might, you know, let's. This isn't set in stone. I might cast a vote for Final Fantasy 
if we bump Firewatch over Oxenfree? I, come on, a, a six rounder for a first rounder. Here? This is this yeah, is, that's such a steal for you. Come on, <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 not right to the list. And what the list stands for. List what, does the, what does the list stand for? <laughs> it stands for us, guys. Um, no, I, I hear you're coming from, Keith. Uh, Sweeney, you liked Final Fantasy XV, right? I did. Uh, I, I really... I, I mean, Keith was saying you know, how great the story was in, in Uncharted 4. I, I thought the story was just really great in Final Fantasy XV. It was a lot simpler and more stripped down than so yes. many of the the third like 13 and 12 and that just kind of go off like to the moon and make no sense <laughs> on this one it's just like like uh, we, we made fun earlier this year of the fact that it's dudes riding around in a regular ass car but you mm-hmm. know what that makes them regular ass dudes yeah and you feel for them when they when they suffer and split up and reconnect how would you feel if they were dressed like regular ass dudes it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, they have secondary outfits okay. that are regular ass dudes. Okay. Rather than all black super goth guys, which like they finally make fun of at the very end of the game. They're like, yeah, yeah why do we look like this? Um, Final Fantasy fifteen for me was the most satisfying uh, emotional story a Final Fantasy of a Final Fantasy game has told since probably final fantasy nine like it's been yeah. 15 years like the ending was just perfect oh it was perfect and simple to your point swing yeah. on the flip side the gameplay of final fantasy 15 was maybe the worst in the series like to date i don't, and that's obviously it's apples and oranges when you go back to the nes i but mean it's still fun it's, it's fun it to me it was like spammy hack and slashy yeah it doesn't whatever. have the depth that uh a lot of the other games had but right. some of them got too deep like look at final fantasy 8 like how oh. that went off the deep end whereas this one like oh. anyone could pick it up and start fighting and and yeah. know what they're doing and keith there was a very destiny vibe to final fantasy 15 yeah. I, I don't say that lightly i don't i don't, I don't say that just to, to tease you and, and scintillate and i know that like you, you might have left destiny behind and maybe for the better I did. i'm a changed person good. now, steve <laughs> good you're a father. for the better for God the better damn it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I played fucking ten games this year. But uh, That's yeah, huge. that is. I would go to, uh, I would fire up Final Fantasy fifteen, and I'd say, okay, I'm going to do the next objective on this quest. Yeah, and then I'd say, ooh, look, a hunt. And I'd yeah. go off and I do the hunt, and then I'd say, oh, this guy needs his car repaired, and I'd repair his car. And then someone needs like geishal green mushrooms to uh, perfect a recipe he's making, and I'd say, yeah, I'll do that. And the, the open world aspect. It's of extremely it really open world. Well. Yeah. And I, I think I only rode a chocobo in this game like three times. Like I really didn't use them much. Mm-hmm. But there is a very open world vibe to this game that I think sat very well with me. Um, one one knock I have if we're comparing the three of these games against Uncharted is that the other two I think have more replay value, and that I would revisit them both and keep on playing Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, but keep I, on playing The Witness. I feel like part of that is because Uncharted told a story. You're right. You know, like and, a, and that story ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they told a story so well that it's like that's your experience with the game and you like almost don't want to go back to it to spoil that. Um I I would kinda counter argue and say that Uncharted is the most complete game of the three. It is because of what we just mentioned. Hey, quite literally, it starts and ends. Final and Fantasy fifteen has DLC coming out, and you know that's that means it's unfinished in a way, right? Mm-hmm. So, and the witness, we're not even really sure if everything in that game has been found yet. I love the witness, I I do, and I respect if it is our number one game, but I, I can't argue with Keith that like it's such a different type of game yeah uh earlier i called uncharted for a marvel movie i think the witness is like an art house film and this comparison doesn't work as well but you know some would people, be very divisive yeah and some people are gonna say holy shit this is incredible i didn't know film could be like this and a lot of other people are gonna say what the f- what is going on yeah. i am putting the controller like down. what's the appeal you're just in line right right um a knock i've heard on the witness and i can't really argue with it is that a lot of the line puzzles, and that's the game, it's it's puzzles, a lot of the puzzles just feel like they could have been a $5 app on your phone, and you could just 
do the puzzles. Yeah. As opposed to like a $40 full release game. There are like, there's some. Right. But they're like introductory puzzles and they end up, uh, so many of the puzzles are inextricable from their environment. They're exactly where they are for a reason. Some of them, yes, they they would work as just like an app. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, but that's early on. And then I feel like the... The concepts behind both of those different types, they kind of combine later on. So the way different one, skill sets yeah. combine in these puzzles is it's incredible. And it's it, to your point earlier, Sween, you you try one, you approach one. There's like a Tetris L in the grid. And I'm like, what, what do I do with this? Obviously, it means something. I bang my head against the wall for five minutes, say, no, I'm coming back to this. I, I have no time for this. Like, go to 28 other puzzles, come back, like, I know exactly what this Tetris yeah. piece means. This is it, this is the easiest puzzle in the game. It teaches you in ways that you don't even realize. Like, yeah. there, uh, speaking of the Tetris pieces, there was one that everyone gets tripped up on. And I, I was watching Stan play, where there's, like, an L piece, and there's a square right, like, in the middle of the L. Mm-hmm. And you got to that, and you were like, You just have to change how you're thinking about there? it. And, and it's... yeah, you just... But it, it explained it to you in the puzzle before that. And I was like, go back. What did you do in that yeah. last one? And it, I don't know. It, I just think it's so smart. And it, it like got parts of my brain firing that I didn't even realize Absolutely. we're, we're going to. And, uh, and this game was so smart that when I found a puzzle that I thought was unfair in any way, I was actively angry at the game. I was which like, happened like twice. Like two or three times over 500 puzzles. Yeah. Keith. Yes. You... You want us to break this tie. I want to break this tie. Like, there's no point. You don't want to have a three-way game of the year consensus top ten list if we're not going to come to a consensus on the top game. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm not sure, quite sure how to do it. Like, I know we've been talking for a while, and I've been like racking my brain. I don't know what to do because obviously we all have a dog in this fight. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think there's one game that. At least one of us does not want to be the number one game, and that's The Witness. I really don't want it to be the number one. I'm, I'm okay that's, with that, with respect to Swain. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. It, it's Clearly, Keith, they're all very similarly ranked here. We're, anyone listening to this is going to realize that yeah. a lot of people really like The Witness, so that's and I th- fine. And I think anyone listening to this will either say, The Witness sounds exactly like something I want to play, or The Witness sounds nothing like something I want to play. So, that said, Keith... Uh, past Steve, you know, he was trying to save you some time, but present Steve thinks you should try The Witness right. if you can. It's going to be hard because it's a $40 game. Okay. I still suggest if you play it, like play it with Danielle or, or have someone yes. over to like sit down and, and try, try and go with it, go say, through it with yeah. you. Marissa was able at times to pop into the room and say, well, what if you, you know, go up, go left? Yeah, do that. And my mind would be blown. Like you didn't even do the previous right. 28 puzzles. I'll try it. I'll try it. Um, Sweeney, I've got an offer for you. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a, if you vote for Uncharted 4 as the number one game, uh-huh. I'll let you borrow my PS4 and beat Uncharted 4. <laughs> Look at Trader Keith over here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wheeling and dealing. Uh, so I kind of have to admit that the only reason I would want a PS4 is to play Uncharted 4. Okay. Well, I can save I you the... I haven't played two or three yet. So I, I can gotta... give you... Well, so the problem is, is that like, I can't have this PS4 here forever. But I do have the Uncharted collection also mm. on PS4. That's true. They're remastered. That you is know. true. Although, you, you know, you PS3 to have... PS4, like, not a huge upgrade. I think the problem is that you might get burned out if you go through 2, 3, and then 4. Um, well, why don't I, I... I can pick up 2 and 3. I'm sure they're cheap on on Amazon right, or something so you, at this you, point. All right, so you want to take a, a rain check. And then, and then yes, Guys. at some point I will borrow your PS4 because I think that's all I want Uncharted or I'm, a PS4 for. I'm going to save you some time. Uh-oh. Keith, I want you to try The Witness. Okay. Maybe try Final Fantasy 15. No, Maybe not. I, I want to try Final Fantasy 15. Sweeney, I want you to try Uncharted 4. I want to try Doom. And I think we can wrap this up and call Uncharted 4 the game of the year. Yeah. That's so fine. what's it our final... Fine. What's our... Witness can be three, FF15 All right, can fine, be two. Yeah, I, fine, you know, I don't even mind can, about breaking that oxen tie. free can be Firewatch. Oh, that's kind of you. No, I, <laughs> I think... Um, 
I didn't really care about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just want to break ties. Yeah. No, that's good. That is as a as a serial ranker myself. You're right. Ties are made. All to right. Be so what's what's our final list? Steve? Our final list is ten. Virginia slash. Uh, Overwatch. No, Overwatch. <laughs> Kevin liked it. Overwatch at ten. It yeah. seemed like the big omission from Guys, our list. So if we all play Overwatch, like, can we get into that next year? Or is it a waste of time at this point? Can we wait until it's cheap? Yeah, like that's fine. What, is it going to uh, be a Xbox? games with gold at some point? Yeah, because yeah, right. Xbox makes sense. Um, our number nine game, Zero Time Dilemma. Our number eight game, The Turing Test, which also worth worth trying. Keep. Um, especially because I have that one ready to go for you. Uh, tied at six, or rather, uh, number seven is Firewatch. Number six is Oxenfree. Uh, number five, Inside. Number four, Doom. What did we say at number three and two? Three is Witness. Two is Final Fantasy fifteen. I'm all, you know I'm and okay one. putting Witness two, even though I put Final all Fantasy fifteen right. first. All right, yeah, we're the ones who played those. Right. Times, I was gonna so. say like all right, FF fifteen is three because I yeah quality um, quality game could be a number one could be. Could be. Great year for games. And the number one game of the year. The only game that really... I mean, it is the Game Time Bro game of the year. This is the only one of the three that got reviewed. Yeah, got reviewed. This is the only one of the three that hours of gameplay were put online. Who is the actual Game Time Bro? Yeah. Yeah. It's Keith. It's Keith. Who who pays for the URL? (laughs) (laughs) And what does it buy you? Moments like this, Keith. Yeah, that buys me that kind of influence. Peace of mind. (laughs) So yeah, that's our uh, those are our top games of the year, with obviously a lot of uh, omissions that we just haven't gotten to. I feel like we we still have some stuff to say. You want to you know have another podcast after this? Do some honorable mentions? Yeah, sure. Like? I feel like we should. There were, yeah, there were some games we liked that maybe were cell phone games or like yeah. you know played with your cell phones on an xbox well yeah we all had like six games that no one else played this year it seemed i think uh, i had like one but yeah, yeah whatever you know, yeah yeah we, well, we can talk other games we played this year from from years gone by all right so we're gonna end this podcast here uh look for uh that podcast we just teased as game time show bro episode 54 but for now i'm gonna say bro off what time is it somebody bring me a mirror